Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Monica Talasova. She's the business development manager for Havel and Partners, and she is in the Czech Republic. Welcome, Monica. Hi, Carl. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. So Monica and I met under unique circumstances. And I think this is interesting for our audience, Monica, in that we're talking all about business development and connections. And you have a job similar to mine for a law firm in the Czech Republic. And I'm here in the US and yes, we're a global law firm, but we're not in the Czech Republic. But you engaged with me because you took a job a few years ago, not too dissimilar to my job, but you wanted to learn about the profile of somebody who does a job like yours. So talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to start from the broader perspective. As I had two master degrees, one is in finance, the other one is in international relations, but I ended up doing business development. And apparently my career wasn't really straightforward. I jumped from basically M&A advisory, from transaction advisory to doing business development. And obviously, when you do something, you want to learn more about the thing. So this is how I started to be interested in the environment of law firms. And I was, I was just doing my regular research, looking at law firms on the internet, looking what law firms would be interesting to launch a corporation where I could learn more. And this is how I came across Cooley. And I was wondering, like, this law firm is very unique. It's a very strong in venture capital where we want to also uh, proceed more to get more engaged. And maybe I should look at them more. How, how do you do it and learn from it? So this is how I came across your profile. And then I was reading a bit more about you. I was reading more about what you do. And then I was like, hmm, let's find out who is this person. Like, what is behind this person? And then I used a very unusual tool, and I looked you up on Instagram. And then, then I saw that you have a great background, not only, like, from a professional point of view, but also what is behind you as a person. And I saw that you love traveling, you love sports, uh, that you are open to new experiences. And this is something that resonated me as a person as well. And this is how we started. Yeah, and you followed me on Instagram, and indeed I did. And so, Um, and and so, Instagram can be very impersonal, right? Like mm -hmm. people just follow you, and you follow back. Maybe you don't follow back. And I looked at your profile. You had nice pictures, so I followed you back. I didn't think. I really didn't think about it at all. Right? And I and and you posted nice pictures. I liked them. Uh, or if you didn't post a nice picture, I didn't like them. Didn't really think about it, right? And then you in, you engaged with me. And th- this is this is pertinent to our audience because this is a real connection. Like you and I are now friends, I think. And um, and you engaged with me because you saw that I was doing interesting things. I was actually dog slotting. <laughs> and you. This is true. And you sent me a message. Yes, uh, I did send you a message, although I have to admit that at the beginning, it was not my intention. It was not my purpose. And um, your activities, I was actually following your stories. I was watching what you do. 
And then, it, as I said, it resonated in me and I thought, hmm, this person could be fun. Let's let's give it a shot and let's have a look where it, this could lead. So I, sh I shot you a text, I wrote you an Instagram. I actually commented on your dog sledging during <laughs> the time. And then we initiated the chat. I think we were talking about, about the US, about traveling, about COVID. And suddenly I decided to come up with the confession and with truth how I came across your profile. And I, and I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's following me because she's interested in what I do. And so I immediately went to your LinkedIn profile, which is not impersonal. That's like a professional profile. And I looked to see who you were and I saw that you had two master's degrees and you had a job similar to mine. And I, I thought, wow, this is an interesting person. And so we started talking about work and then we scheduled a zoom call and the two of us talked for an hour and a half about work. And, and, and so a real professional relationship developed and here you are on my podcast. So anyways, I think that's interesting because, because in developing a professional network, it can happen through meeting somebody at, at an event. You can meet somebody through a professional relationship, like a, a, a an introduction, a connection, but even a random, well, seemingly random, it wasn't random for you, but it was random for me. An Instagram connection can turn into a real relationship. And we're talking about looking to see what clients we have in common and how we can refer stuff to each other. And I don't know, it's, it, it, to me, it's, it's fascinating that somebody as far away as you, you know, we have like a six hour time difference. You're in the Czech Republic. I'm in Austin, Texas. We're talking about trying to figure out how we can help each other in business. To me, that's fascinating. I totally agree with you. Uh, the thing is also that I need to have a response from the other side also. And in this case, you were very responsive. You did pull up my LinkedIn profile. You, you put the effort in reading what is written there. You put the interest in, uh, you showed interest in what I do. And then, uh, then also proposed the, the LinkedIn call. So all this happened in one week. And then I think we had very fruitful and interesting conversation last weekend. Yeah, so it's, it's really the power of social media. It's, it's pretty powerful, right? Because if I just looked at you on Instagram, I could have thought you were just an Instagram model <laughs> from your Instagram photos. <laughs> you, you post nice photos. They're, they're very nice photos, but, but it doesn't really show who you are, but your LinkedIn showed a lot more about you and, and you've really dove, done some substantive things in your life. And, 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 and you, the other thing that blew me away about you, Monica, is that you're you're conversant in three languages and you're learning a fourth and in being from America, we're, you know, kind of less motivated to learn languages and, uh, because most people speak English, but you speak, what languages do you speak? Uh, obviously I made it Czech, so I speak, I speak Czech, then I learned English, French, and also basic Chinese. So maybe to add something was born, uh, the thing in Europe is that English is, except from the, the Great Britain, but English, we are not native speakers. So speaking language, it's it's something like a must. It's just a tool. I don't find it a specialization, although some people might study languages, but I don't really think it's a specialization. I just think it's a must, something that I need to learn. 
and then I have my own specialization. So you don't need to think twice. It's just it's just a tool that opens the possibilities. And do you speak as well in French and German as you do in English? Um, so French, I actually I studied French longer than I studied English. Uh, although English is closer to my heart because I spend a lot of time in the U.S. and I have many American friends, whereas uh, in terms Whereas I travel to France, but uh, the connection is not so strong. But yeah, obviously, I can speak French. I also have a, a many exams in French, so I should be able to speak and write very fluently. And I study German, and which is our neighboring country, so it's our limitrop, so I better speak German well. But I don't even put it on my profile. I try to avoid it because this is not the, the, the way the language is pronounced. It's not, uh, it's not very phonetical language and it's not close to my ear, so I try to avoid speaking German. And Chinese, I thought this would be very useful in terms of business. Yes, for sure. So we were talking a little bit about how you develop business in your world, and it seems like you use a lot of your background in the transactional services and the accounting to, to interact with uh, prospective clients. Talk a little bit about how you develop business for the law firm you work for, mm -hmm. so I was very I was very surprised when we had this conversation at the beginning about uh, the business development job, how how various uh, the activities might be. For example, you you said it, it's mostly networking. In your case, you bring directly the clients, whereas on my side, there is a bunch of different activities. On one point, as you mentioned, it's the transactional services. We are not just m and law firm, uh, m law firm, but uh, m and is uh, an important part of our work. And I'm a investment background. I worked in m and previously, so this is something that is close to my heart and then I, that I wanted to get engaged. So in this case, uh, due to our size, which is uh, far bigger than any other law firms in the Czech market, we are in direct uh, contact with many investment advisors, M&A boutiques, or, and we learn about the investment opportunities directly straight away from them. So in this case, I'm able to learn about the investment opportunity, identify the potential target or the investor, and then we present the investment opportunity and then they decided to proceed further and do the transactional service with us. Mm -hmm. So this is one channel that we, that we get business. Another one would be working closely with uh, international law firms, uh, such, for example, they've got yours. And uh, mostly it's uh, because we're in the central Europe, the, the heart of Europe, so we mostly work with neighboring countries, such as Austria, Germany, but we also work with the UK and also with the United States. And since we are independent, we receive a, a lot of work from, uh, from our partners abroad. So this would be another another channel where we get the work from, from the foreign law firms. And uh, I'm happy to say that we are getting stronger and stronger, and also the Czech economy is growing and our clients are going more international. And we also send more referrals outside. And I'm sure we'll find ways to do things together. So and the other thing we talked about in we talked about this before. I'm going to ask you about this, so I'm not just hitting you with this cold, Monica. But we talked about the fact that you know a lot of the people you deal with are are men, right? And and you're and nobody can see you on this podcast, but you're a younger, very attractive woman, and and 
in a business development role that can attract some negative attention. And we talked about that and you talked about how you can convert that negative attention to business opportunities. And, and I think that's interesting because there could be, you know, young listeners listening to this and not knowing how to deal with that. Talk about how you deal um, with that. So to start, I, I'm going to say that maybe I will not be so politically correct because uh, okay. being from the European background, it's uh, not so, let's say, politically correct as uh, it is in the U.S. So I might be a little bit more open than it would be in the U.S. And I'm just going to start with saying that it, it can be being a relatively young woman, hopefully good looking, it might be helpful when doing business because, or not just a woman or just a good looking person, let's say, uh -huh. and, or pleasant person to look at. As people, as people like being around you and speaking with you and uh, uh, it might be a powerful tool. On the other hand, you might come across a situation when uh, this could be rather harmful. And especially, as you said, being in an environment when you're surrounded uh, by men, then you might get some kind of attention that is not pleasant, and mm -hmm. especially if your intentions are strictly professional. And the other side might, might see something else in this. And I think this is really important to learn how to handle this. Because the first step is made, you got the interest of the person. So you you are lucky, you already have the interest. You don't need to initiate anything else, make any other steps. But now it's your turn uh, how to convert the attention to some kind of professional level or even better friend and professional level. And this is something that I think I learned to master within the years. That, uh, the, that the people learn and that I'm also a person that I could, like interesting person, that I could be a friend to them, I could be helpful. And they, or we often switched from this kind of uh, personal interest to professional interest. So I think that people, if they, if they already have the attention of the person and it's not uh, professional, they should learn how to work with this and how to turn it into what they want. That that's really good advice. It, it's you know it's it's I think it's a subject that's hardly Girl. ever touched. It's hardly ever touched on, and uh, and I'm glad you addressed it. So for for a young woman coming up you. or a young person coming up in in their career, what advice do you have for them to prepare to to do what you do? My advice would be pretty much simple. If you know what you love, what is your passion, what is your what drives you, what is your enthusiasm, then you should follow it. I think if a young person knows in this kind, in this age, being at the college or even high school, what uh, what he loves and what he or she wants to pursue, then just go for it, and the rest will come. Monica Talasova, thank you for joining us on Rainmakers. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant. Grant.